Hey everybody, welcome to the glass rod. The glass uh, rod. That's that's what we named this thing. Uh, I am Jeremy, this is Joel across from me. Hi, I'm Joel. And we are covering uh, all of our favorite local candidate, Arizona, Tucson, the, the, the beloved son of uh, Arizona, Mr. Rodney Glassman. The Glassman, uh, the Assman. The Glassman, the Assman. All right, let's start off. Uh, the reason we are all here uh, is because uh, if you didn't know, now you know, Mr. Glassman uh, decided to declare his candidacy for Attorney General. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> of, of the fine state of Arizona. Although we should, and honestly, we have been really excited for this to happen. Oh, like, stoked! The fact we're not—we're not clapping in sarcasm. <laughs> no, no, we—we we had to put this off a week or two, and it broke both of our hearts. It really so did. We—we we are here for it. Uh, all right. To begin with, uh, Joel, you want to? Our audience, for some reason, doesn't know the great Rodney Glassman. Uh, could you introduce us a little bit to who he is? Sure. Uh, yeah, that is important. Trying to figure out just who this guy is and why. Jeremy and I think he's worthy, not just of a, of a podcast, but probably the greatest podcast in the history of the world. Oh, I, I, definitely the greatest podcast. Be, I, because he's the greatest politician in yeah. the history of the world, let's be honest. So Rodney, uh, he gets his start in California. Uh, he is the son of a California agricultural and chemical family, which means Rodney makes his money and his family makes their money by exploiting Hispanic farm workers and poisoning the environment. So, so like, basically, the people that Aaron Brockovich yes. was fighting against, yes. that, that's Rodney's That's family. Rodney. Okay. Right. The people that Aaron Brockovich fights against, uh, the people that support Trump the most, um, and the people that I, I think Jesus probably finds the most disdain for is Rodney's family fortune. I, well, non-white Jesus. Non-white Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, exactly. Yes. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, the white Jesus loves Rodney. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So Rodney uh, moves from California to Tucson in 1997. And it's important to track his political pedigree because he starts as an independent and then he switches to a Democrat in 2000. Uh, and he quickly decides to have sort of a bankrupt career in academia. He gets a, a PhD, uh, and I have PhD in quotes, because Rodney gets a PhD in arid land management resources or something like that. Uh, it quickly becomes apparent to anybody who looks into Rodney's PhD that it's almost entirely plagiarized. Uh, and it also has the academic qualities of maybe a ninth grader's book report. Now, I will say this. Um, I, I think we're selling Rodney a little short because when you're in that specific subset of a PhD, <laughs> to actually find people to plagiarize effectively that people don't already know, I mean, I think that does speak to, to, to his ability to, to pass off blatant other work as, as his own, which that is a skill set. That is a skill set. That is a skill set. Uh, and, you know, Rodney's nothing if not opportunistic, as we'll see throughout this podcast. Opportunism is the name of Rodney's game. So after he plagiarizes a thesis and sort of extorts a PhD out of the University of Arizona, he then decides to go back to the U of A for law school and graduates, uh, and he gets a... Um, a law degree from the U of A. Now, a follow-up question. I know you'll probably get into this, but people at home are probably uh, thinking, uh, at, at any point, what is his experience actually working as an attorney or, or working in arid land management? So that's a great question. Uh, and the answer is zero. Um, <laughs> absolutely zero. I think since his last failed campaign, uh, of which there are so many, which is why we have this podcast, I think Rodney's last gasp at being a real lawyer was working for a very fancy, very rich, very white ring, white right wing Republican law firm in Phoenix, which still exists solely to make rich people richer. But in terms of uh, defending actual people, prosecuting real crimes, having anything to do with actual legal acumen, Rodney has as much knowledge in the law as he has in arid land management and resources, which is you know, effectively zero. But he's a rich white man, so why would that stop him? Well, and, and especially a, a rich white man who uh, 
in addition to being very good at passing off other people's work as his own, uh, has an amount of hubris that uh, oh, really epic, truly it's, amazing. It's almost admirable yeah. how much hubris. There, there's there's a couple things about Rodney that I think are admirable: his hubris and his self confidence. Oh God, yeah. It is just endless. And considering how little Rodney has actually accomplished in his life, especially when you subtract the money that his family gave him and the upper class strata he was born in, it is actually kind of a thing of beauty that he has as much self-confidence as he has. To use the old analogy, Rodney Glassman is basically the guy that was born on third base, but rather than being the guy that was born on third base and then decided he made a home run when he made it home, he was the guy that was born on third base and then managed to get tagged out while still <laughs> on third base. And then because of his family, he keeps getting put back right. in the game on third right. base. And the last 20 years of Rodney's life are him just constantly getting tagged out. Essentially, Rodney's professional career is the equivalent of the terrible, mopey, little league kid whose mom keeps screaming at the coach to put him in. Yes. And who buys all of the uniforms so the coach has no choice but to keep putting him back. Yes, and the coach hates himself every single time. <laughs> and eventually you read that the coach, you know, committed suicide <laughs> because of what Rodney's mother did to him. Right, so... So, we're not saying that Rodney's family has driven people to suicide, but Rodney's family likely has driven people to suicide. We're not ruling out Rodney's right. family driving people to suicide. Alright, so now that we've kind of established who Rodney is... So uh, Rodney moves to Tucson, he registers as a Democrat, and uh, I think it's really important for the mythology of Rodney Glassman to point out that his first political job, and then again, I put that in quotations because Rodney doesn't work, but his first political quote-unquote job was actually interning for Raul Grijalva, uh, one of the most liberal progressive Congress people in the United States. Rodney then, as a Democrat, runs for and wins a seat on the Tucson City Council. Uh, then, again, going back to the overwhelming hubris of Rodney Glassman, he decides to run as a progressive Democrat against John McCain in 2010. Oh, how did that turn out for him? Funny you should ask. Absolutely horribly. <laughs> Just as you would imagine anybody running as a progressive Democrat against John McCain in 2010, Rodney got thoroughly destroyed. I'm sure there's a sports metaphor here for some time, like a sports team has been so thoroughly humiliated it's known for all time. If I knew sports, that's what I'd use here. Um, I, I think probably the, the closest equivalent we could to a sports analogy is, well, Sad to say, U of A football recently. So basically, the, the the U of A football of Arizona Democratic politics. Yes, he is the U of A football of Arizona Democratic politics. I know what the second half of that means, and I fully support it. So remember, Rodney runs and wins for Tucson City Council. That's his first and only successful election. After that, he loses a race against John McCain in 2010. Now, hold on. I'm, I'm confused because I have heard from Mr. Glassman repeatedly that while he was elected to the city council, that he was also the vice mayor. That seems like a very important position. It's not. <laughs> it has no statutory authority whatsoever huh. and is functionally meaningless, like most of Rodney's life. Okay. Uh, it is a lot of gas and bacon grease, although I do like bacon grease more than I like Rodney, so I don't want to oh, malign bacon grease. So many things you can do with bacon grease. So many things you can do with bacon grease. I think Rodney is largely consisting of bacon grease, though, so when his body's <laughs> rendered after it eventually passes. Right. But again, to be clear, not the fresh bacon grease that you'd use for cooking. Right. Like when you have the can under the sink that you dump the grease into, right. if you let that percolate long enough and then inject millions of dollars into to it, right. you're going to end up with Rodney. Glass. Yes, and it's the can, and you always mean to mean to strain out like the little carbon brown, disgusting right. bits, but you never do. That's really Rodney. Glass. Okay, yeah. So uh, his first loss is against John McCain when he was a Democrat in 2010. He then runs for the chair of the Arizona Democratic Party in 2011. Imagine how that turned out terribly. Um, one interesting part of his run uh, for chair of the party, the Democratic Party, back when he was a Democrat, was that this happened pretty soon after uh, Congresswoman Giffords was shot, and Congresswoman Giffords' staffers asked him to delay the election for chairperson, which he completely refused to do. Oh. And he sent an email, because he's a graceful guy, he sent an email and he said, quote, 
who thought it would be inappropriate for the party to have the election so soon after the shooting rampage that killed six gravely wounded Giffords and injured 12 others. I'm sorry, that's the email that Giffords staffers sent talking about how inappropriate Rodney's request for this election was. So he runs for chairperson of the Democratic Party. Uh, he then, in 2015, he registers as a Republican in Phoenix. And that's when we get the new Rodney Glassman. And it's sort of like the new Coke, uh, except if the old Coke was really, really shitty too. Right. So, so essentially the new Rodney Glassman is basically it's, it's as if for 80 years prior, new, regular Coca-Cola was new Coke. They just put the Coca-Cola label over it. And then one day you pull it off and you realize, this has been fucking new Coke this whole time. It's been new Coke the whole time. The can is old and rusty and causes gangrene just by touching it. Right. Yeah. Much like Rodney's nether regions. Right. 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 Uh, so he moves to Phoenix and he registers as a Republican. Uh, in 2018, he runs for Arizona Corporation Commission as a Republican. Jeremy, do you want to remind our listeners, uh, of whom there are none probably yet, how that turned out? Oh, uh, 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 slightly better uh, than his uh, campaign against John McCain. He uh, managed to squeak through the Republican primary. Uh, and in a state where the Republican Party has dominated our Corporation Commission, did so well in the general that not only was he not elected, but his failure to get elected managed to get a Democrat onto the commission. So really, I would say his campaign for Corporation Commission is probably the most he's ever done for the Democratic Party. That is the, uh, definitely the most he's ever done. I agree with that. Um, and his most recent, well, his second most recent campaign was when he ran for Maricopa County Assessor. What does that do exactly? Great question. I don't know, and neither <laughs> did Rodney. Hey, how do we know Rodney didn't know? Because he never said what he was going to do, and he never claimed to know what the office was about. In fact, I believe his, was, his main platform was running on lowering taxes. Right. Which, not knowing what the office does and not ever stating any actual practicals, practical goals for the office, by the way, is going to be the same platform we're going to be talking about as campaign right. for Attorney General. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much kind of how Glassman rolls. There is a standard thread that goes through all of the era of Glassman, right. which is to... <laughs> do things you neither have an interest in learning how to do, any aptitude to do, or any knowledge of how to do. Them. I do think historians someday will refer to it as the Glass Dynasty. Oh, so. The Glass Dynasty is yes. great. I like the Glass Dynasty. So his second to most recent campaign was for Maricopa County Assessor. And I think that the most significant part of that primary election, which he lost, was the amount of money he spent on these very, very large street signs and corner signs in Maricopa County that said, you know, Glassman for Maricopa County Assessor. But it wasn't long before those signs were changed by local wits, Jeremy. Why, why was that? Well, because Glassman and Assman are just far too similar to stay away from. So pretty soon Maricopa County was littered not with signs that said Glassman, for county assessor, but ass man for county assessor. I would assessor. just like to point out that we here do not support that sort of juvenile humor. We, we here at the Glass Rod do not support the juvenile humor of referring to Rodney Glassman as Rodney Assman. That's just wholly inappropriate. At the Glass Rod, we will not be referring to him as Rodney Assman, unless it's funny, in which case we will every single chance we get. Or I just slip up, in which case it's bound to happen. Right. So Rodney Glassman Assman gets destroyed in his campaign for Maricopa County Assessor. And then, I don't know, Jeremy, for the last two years, you and I have just been lying back, hoping for something to happen. And has anything happened recently that, well, uh, so let me real that takes you out of bed in the morning? Let me real quick as an interlude. A lot of you probably are sitting at home thinking, you know, all three of you that are listening to this <laughs> podcast, uh, well, that, that's weird. I mean... After Rodney Glassman got his ass handed to him multiple times in multiple losing elections, surely J Jeremy and Joel weren't just sitting around waiting for him to run again because, I mean, what idiot would expect him to run again? Well, as it turns out, uh, the idiots who know Rodney Glassman. Uh, surely, and, and actually, let me tag on Jeremy. Surely Jeremy and Joel weren't sitting around waiting for him to run again. Surely they hadn't already bought websites, <laughs> right. hadn't already bought... <laughs> 
podcast titles <laughs> and hadn't already planned out exactly what was going to happen on the off chance that Jeremy, that Rodney was going to run there, again. There is no way we registered this domain <laughs> a year ago, set up all of our plan to do this back shortly after uh, 2018. That, that, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. That so, would be nuts. So speaking of crazy things, Rodney Glassman has decided <laughs> to run for Attorney General. Now to be clear, yay! Now to be clear, uh, he still obviously has to get through a Repu- Republican primary, which he will not. He absolutely will not. He's actually <laughs> running against at least one qualified candidate who's yes. an ex-Arizona uh, Supreme Court member and probably two or three other people who, no matter how unqualified, are still going to be more qualified than him. Right. Um, but we are very hopeful that he actually somehow does make it through uh, because in what is a growing purple state, Rodney Glassman really is, again, the perfect candidate for a general election to once again help the Democratic Party win, uh, win a major statewide office. So, You know, I'm torn between my existential dread at Rodney winning statewide office and my hope that by Rodney winning statewide office, he ushers in Armageddon quicker and therefore we can get it all over with faster. I, I believe it actually is somewhere in the Bible. Um, that, uh, <laughs> it is a seal. Rodney is a, he's one of the seals. One of the seals. Yeah. Maybe not the seventh, but like the sixth. Yeah, five not, and a half, and not the cool navy one no, either. No, yeah, no, no, no. Well, more of like the mauve taupe, like violent puke green sea. Right, the the part of the revelations where it talks about how a third of the world's seas will become wormwood. That is actually <laughs> Rodney Glassman. That is an allusion to Rodney Glassman. I think he breathes out wormwood. Actually, yes. I think that's one of his one of his finer points is he, him breathing out wormwood. So he has declared to, for his candidacy for the office of Attorney General. We're here. We figured we'd kick this off first of all by giving you a little bit of an introduction, but also by uh, reviewing uh, that announcement video briefly and and really analyzing yeah. and, and getting getting you know knuckle deep you know into into what it is that Rodney Glassman stands for. You know, we're, we're really going to be reaching up in there, you know, and just figuring Clenching out. our fists. Clenching our really fists. reaching yeah. deep just into deep. the orifice of Rodney yep. Glassman. <laughs> figuring out what makes this man tick. Yep, and we're just going to keep reaching till we get to the heart. Deeper so, and deeper, deeper and deeper. Deeper the whole time. Exactly. Now, I, I think we, we claim up with a, you claim up with a clever title for this this first segment of our, our hopefully recurring podcast. Oh, yes. So the we have two segments. We'll get to the second one in a second. Uh, Joel's going to introduce that. This is the Rod Report. So the, Rob, the Rod Report. The Rod Report. The Rod Report. So we will be reporting uh, every week uh, on the, the latest advancements in, in Rodney's campaign, or if there aren't any advancements in Rodney's campaign, which let's face it, most weeks there won't Probably be. not. Uh, we will just be reporting on the things we think Rodney's probably doing. <laughs> Um, or going back to beat him up on things we've already beaten him up exactly. on. Exactly. Because that really never gets old. It, There's no dead horses in this podcast. No, no, no. no. This is a very, very deep well, uh, <laughs> and we plan on just plunging into it just week after week. Again, plunging with our fists <laughs> as deep as we possibly can get into the Glassman. In, into the Glassman well. Into so, the Glassman well. All right, so to start off with, let's just let's play. So what, before, what, are you, what are you playing, Jerry? Oh, this is his announcement video. So for those of you that haven't had a chance to see it, uh, we will not be linking to it. No, we will not. Uh, you can find it on your own if you really want, but we'll set the stage for you. Uh, it is essentially set up as a um, like a recovery group, yes. like you know, because in this day and age, when the opiate ap- opiate epidemic that is hard to say is out of control, when we're dealing with decriminalizing drugs and really helping people with mental health and substance abuse. What better way to say that you're a man of the people <laughs> than essentially satirizing uh, a very useful mental health service? Satirizing what is, for many people, one of the most traumatizing experiences of their lives. Yes. Yeah. Which, again, quintessential Rodney. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. if anybody can make fun of people at their weakest, it's Rodney. I, I would wager you will also probably find several dozen other human beings who have said their encounters with Rodney Glassman were also one of the most traumatizing yes. experiences of their lives. So, yes. Uh, so the video opens, there's a clock, we open on a pan wide of, of, of this meeting. So let's start, you'll hear a little bit of the audio as we're going through. And we're going to pause it for, for color commentary. For color commentary right? as we go through. And, and again, really get to what this is about. What right. is this platform? Because again, we can't emphasize enough, this is an announcement video. This yeah. is his first chance to really tell you guys 
why it is he wants to be attorney general and what he's going to accomplish. And, and it's, an as you said, announcement video for attorney general, meaning he is going oh. to be the chief law enforcement officer of one of the fastest growing states in the country. Yeah, so before we go any further, uh, let me just pause for a second because I don't think we really addressed that. Joel, what is it that the attorney general does? I mean, that's a great question. One I don't think Rodney has ever bothered to research and it certainly hasn't answered. Well, let's watch the video. We'll, we'll, we'll see, but go I'll on. try and withhold my judgment. But essentially, the Attorney General of Arizona is the chief law enforcement officer. He is, or she, is chiefly responsible for enforcing the laws of the state, defending all of government departments, issuing legal opinions. Uh, Mr. Brnovich, in his infinite wisdom between nunchuck practice lately has been issuing lots of legal opinions regarding the utility and the advisability of mask wearing in schools. But the Attorney General also exists to prosecute ostensibly serious crimes, white collar crimes, serious narco-trafficking crimes. Again, the chief law enforcement official of the state. All right, and with no further ado, let's hear about our future chief law enforcement <laughs> official, Rodney Glassman. children in the eyes anymore so i made the change and i feel so much better now thanks sharon so you're probably asking yourself, what change is she talking about? I am asking myself, does she answer that question? Uh, no, she does not. No, she doesn't that, In all. fact, that is the last we're going to hear of her. <laughs> What's really interesting, though, is usually when people are running for attorney general or county attorney, you know, they start by talking about crimes, they start by talking right. about police officers or our clients, people accused of crimes. Not Rodney, he exists on a, a higher level. Yes. He doesn't I, need to talk about any of that pedantic bullshit. Very, very deep. Yes. Uh, so the woman we just heard was one of the other people at this, the self, not self-help, but yeah, uh, 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 group, group therapy, group, group therapy, therapy session. Yeah. Uh, and after she got done talking, again, just to be clear, we will never hear from her again. Uh, the video pans back and we get our first uh, sort of glimpse into what Rodney stands for because there's a picture of uh, two presidents, two Republican presidents, in case you forgot that Rodney now, Glassman was Republican. I'm going to guess they are Teddy Roosevelt mm -hmm. good one. and Dwight Eisenhower. Ooh, good one. I would have gone with Teddy Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln. Ah, Lincoln. Because Rodney is all about emancipation, right. standing up for national values, right. and fighting good hard fights. Yes, yes. Right. That really is uh, him. Now, uh, as a spoiler alert to everybody, uh, it, that is not, neither one of those, none of those are Who correct. are the portraits hanging well, in the back of this group therapy there session? There is Ronald Reagan, which naturally fine. The Republican, Gipper. The, the Gipper, not our favorite Republican, but you know. And, uh, and uh, a man by the name of, I believe it's Donald J. Trump. Well, if there is anybody who is more sensitive to group therapy yes. and understands trauma and all of its manifestations. Also... What sort of group therapy session has ever had a single portrait of a politician hanging in the background, let alone two presidents? Funny you should ask, because this gives us our first clue what this group therapy session is about. <laughs> Who would like to go next? Sam? I was like... Now, before we continue, let me just say, I, we've watched this video uh, before, and I love Sam. Sam's great. Sam is great. Sam, Sam... Sam's the everyman. Sam is the everyman. He, he is going to explain to you the greatest threats facing our society. Now, you might be asking... Uh, Global warming? Glo uh, that good one. Climate change. Climate change. Yeah. Uh, uh, racial injustice in the criminal justice system. Wealth disparities. Ooh. Uh, living wage. Living wage. Uh, Excellent. How we handle a, an increasing globalized marketplace to I better like that. serve our people. I like that. Trade deficits. Foreign uh, intervention in wars. Right. Government uh, regulation of individuals' bodies. Yes. Maybe freedom to do what you want with your body. Freedom Absolutely. to be who you want to be. Uh, fourth wave feminism in general. I think that's a good. I mean, I, I see. I see from Sam a sort of like analogy to veganism and the sexual oppression of genders yes. in what he's about to say. Yes, and and we should stop uh, assuming what Sam's going to talk about because we've given you a huge plethora right, of things. Right. Let Let's hear it from the man. Let's hear what the actual problems are. Yes. I too. They said they were fighting for me, for my job. Uh, critical race theory. Uh, what are the odds that anybody involved in writing, directing, or producing this commercial could define critical race theory? Uh, I'm going to go with, I won't say 0%, but 
infinitesimally small, like 0. .0000 with like a line over the zeros, one. It's the same odds that Rodney knows what attorney general duties are, <laughs> right. that Sam knows what critical race right. theory is. Right. Oh, and also I should point out uh, as a purely technical note, this video, uh, all of these voices are overdubbed yes. uh, after the fact. They recorded the footage and then overdubbed. So there is the possibility that the poor actor that was drafted to play Sam had no idea what he was about to or, say. Or that poor guy actually knows what critical race <laughs> right. theory is. He's watching this going, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> For I'm now forever known as the I don't know what critical race theory guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so critical race theory, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, get our jobs back. No, no, defunding it. Defunding the, the, the police. police. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Because we all know that ever since the shooting of George Floyd, almost every department mm -hmm. in the country has been de No, it hasn't, actually. Not, uh, not one single department. Uh, yeah, how, how many police departments in Arizona have had their budget cut? Zero, and in fact, I think Tucson Police Department just got a budget increase of a couple million dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, uh, well... I think it's safe to say Rodney Glassman's already solved the problem of defunding the police. I mean, Rodney solves problems just by running for office. If I don't agree, they want to cancel me. I'd have... Sam, we don't want to cancel you. We, we would like you to keep talking. I want to promote Sam. Yeah. I have no desire to cancel Sam. Sam and the people who are obsessed with critical race theory and send their children to bed with ideas that the critical race theorist is going to come and get them if they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag properly with their hand over their heart. I mean, Sam's the kind of guy that makes me smile. Oh, I, I love Sam. And I, I will be as bold as to say Sam, uh, Sam or anybody that knows uh, Sam, the actor that played Sam, we would be more than happy to have him come on the podcast. Oh, more than. A standing invitation, by the way, to yes. anybody involved in Rodney's uh, propaganda to come on the podcast. Right. By the way, interesting aspect of critical race theory. Jeremy, do you want to just let our listeners know what the ethnicity of all these actors is? Oh, um, uh, so uh, at least the three actors that are on screen right now, I haven't been taking note, and uh, I believe Sarah was the first one. Right. Um, I'm going to go, and I shouldn't presume somebody's race, but let's put it this way. Um, they don't have a lot of melanin. They look like they burn in the summertime. Yes. Yeah. So just the idea that, you know, critical race theory being the concept that race plays into American society, American economics, I'm certain that is not weakened at all by the fact that all of these people are white. No, no. Because who better to talk about critical race theory than white people? I, I can't think of one. I mean, I'm white and I probably did a shitty job of defining it myself. So that <laughs> proves the point right there. Thomas is great. I love Thomas. Now, 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 Thomas. Look at that gray. Look at that noble gray. That's the noble gray sideburns of a working class hero. Oh, really? And again, yet another everyman, a slightly older everyman. Uh, and Thomas could be Sam's dad. I He's mean, got for all the we know. craggy expression of a steel worker who lost his job to those damn Chinese. Yep. Oh, those Chinese. Those Man. Damn Chinese. Those Chinese. And taking our coal mining jobs, yeah, too, I yeah, tell you. Yeah. You think he curses out the Chinese while he looks for new jobs on his iPhone? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I also think he's uh, very angry at the Chinese while he's shopping for goods on Amazon. Uh, I think he's also angry at the Chinese because his son is dating a really attractive Chinese woman. <laughs> and he's really, really right. jealous. Right. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, again, and why would you? Because you, you haven't watched this, nor should you. Uh, Thomas is, doesn't say anything. When they go to Thomas, he is just... He's defeated. He's crushed. He's defeated. He, he, he is crushed by, I assume, critical race theory. Critical race theory by uh, BLM. BLM. And as we're going to learn soon... The Democrats. The Democrats. That's okay. Rodney, would you like to go next? Oh God, would Rodney ever I'll like to go us. next? Let's let's take a second and really appreciate uh, the fact that in this uh, group therapy session, uh, absolutely nobody has said anything supportive of anybody <laughs> else in the group. Uh, th it doesn't actually seem to involve any therapy. It doesn't involve any problems. Right. <laughs> Nobody's talking about you know. What do you do to stop drinking as much? How has, how has cocaine negatively influenced your life? Where they're not actually thera you know, being therapeutic in right, any way. Right, No, no. They are so far uh, uh, complaining, complaining, silent. And now, 
Uh, we are going to hear, and, and mind you, Rodney is not staged as the actual therapist. Correct. He's just uh, a member. Who, who, let's say, has the answers that we are all so desperately seeking. He is the riddle in the Sphinx. Now, also, can we just appreciate for one second that what just happened is the most unbelievable part of this commercial. The most unbelievable part is not Trump hanging in the background, is not the fact that they're all white, is not the fact that all of these traumatized people aren't talking about trauma. It's that somebody had to ask Rodney to go next. Rodney right. has never had to be asked to go next right. in his entire life. Right. Oh, and, and the other thing I appreciate about this is when it first opened, we actually got a little bit of a view of uh, everybody in the group, except for Rodney. Except for Rodney. He's yet to be right. on camera. So right. it really begs the question of, was he there the whole time? <laughs> Did he suddenly just barge in? If a Rodney falls in the forest and no one's there <laughs> to hear it, is he going to explode into a nightmarish vision of self-hatred? Well, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see what Rodney's solutions are. Because again, in a group therapy, that is really what it's all about, is one of the random people participating, providing solutions for everybody else. Absolutely. Oh God! I'm Rodney Glassman. He just gives me wood. Oh, and I look used to at him! Be a Democrat. It's just so noble. I made the switch six years ago when Donald Trump got in the race for president. So he used to be a Democrat. He did used to, and he says he made the switch six years ago. I think that's an important timeline. Six years ago, 2021 minus six. What is that? That's, That'd be 2015. Uh, 2015. So he says he made the switch in 2015, which is interesting because in 2013 and 2014 he was still a registered Democrat voting in general and primary elections as a Democrat. Interesting. Yep. Uh, and the other thing I think we should really point out um, and really speaks to how Rodney is uh, his own person and, and, and truly a, a inspirational figure is that during a time period when a lot of Republicans smelled the growing fascism and disillusion and complete dismemberment of the party by Donald Trump and got out, Rodney was paddling against that current and, and got right in there, just right into Donald Trump. Jeremy, what do you think it was about Trump that appealed to Rodney? Was it the fact that Trump was the first one to openly state that all Mexicans are rapists? Or was it the fact that Trump really made it okay to sexually assault every woman he ever met? Well, which, I, which of those things appealed to Rodney or something else? Prob maybe? Probably both, both of them. But, could see but, both. but what I will say, what I will say too is, I think what we're selling short um, is the fact that for some reason, and I, I can't say why exactly, it's a bit of a mystery, that Rodney Glassman looked at a spoiled, entitled, narcissistic man <laughs> uh, born to a very rich family with repeated failures and something about that, it just it gravitated to him. A very rich family that had a whole long history of really screwing over normal people, working people, people of color, right. the environment. He really, he really enjoyed, he wanted to be part of that it lineage. Just, it spoke to him for, again, reasons I just can't, can't imagine. Can't, can't imagine. Yep. W wouldn't even try to hypothesize. Nope. I knew we had to build the wall and secure our border. Families were being left behind Democrats were more focused on their radical socialist policies than they were creating jobs, standing with law enforcement. So again, let's talk about definitions. What are the odds that Rodney can actually define socialism? Oh, What does Rodney think socialism is? Oh, I think Rodney thinks socialism is um, I mean, uh, social security. It's, it's right there. It's, <laughs> I mean, but it's close, right? Yeah, it's in the name. It's in the name. Uh, I think Rodney also probably uh, thinks socialism is... Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say uh, emergency medical services. Right. Um, right. You know, I don't understand why people can't stop their own wounds from bleeding. Right. Uh, he probably also thinks uh, things like public parks. Sure. I, what a waste. Just what a waste of perfectly valuable resources that could be turned over to real estate developers. I would also think he has a problem with the fire department because if your house is on fire, I mean, that's your fault, right. asshole. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I, I would imagine if you asked him, yeah, he would be very clear on that. The other thing I'd like to point out is um, all of those. Um, if if you had, if you had like a magic eight ball of just um, conservative buzzwords for liberal policies <laughs> on each side, and you shook it up, you could write this. Holy shit! 
Did he get a bot to write this? Oh, uh, an AI? Yes, probably yes. Did an a, did did a did a Bannon designed yes. AI write this? I mean, we don't know that, but we also don't know that's. I mean, there's a happened. lot. There's a lot of proof that they did. Yeah, yeah. Can we also talk about what's in the background? Oh, so now we've cut to. Uh, so the camera was on um, Mr. Asmet at Glassman, and now it is cut over to uh, a picture. Of Rodney, that for some reason inexplicably is also at the self-help group, and also at the self-help group is uh, Joel. What what is that thing behind Rodney's picture? Department of the Air Force. Oh, because we forgot about that. You know, that's right. And so, Jeremy, you know, I'm sure since he's obviously about to flog the fact that he is in the United States military, I'm sure he was like a maverick type guy who flew fighter planes and protected us from North Korean fighter bombers, or at least he was, you know, maybe uh, a radar operator who was staying up all night and on the weekends to protect us from Russian nuclear missiles. I'm sure, Jeremy, I mean, you know, that's, I'm sure that's what he did, right? Uh, he didn't do any of those things, um, uh, nor was he, say, an aide person that was helping build hospitals uh, for the, the civil engineering corps over there. Uh, he also uh, didn't work in any sort of intelligence apparatus. Well, um, I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out uh, uh, what he did uh, was uh, a little thing called the reserves. Uh, at least, hopefully, it was a reserve pilot, maybe? Or oh. like a reserve doctor? Like a reserve, a reserve somebody who has a social skill that has some sort of use? No. 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 What, what was he? Uh, a, a reserve... What was he? It's some sort of like secretary or file clerk or something? <laughs> uh, I think he was a reserve lawyer. A reserve lawyer. And I have a hard time imagining a more useless occupation than a reserve lawyer. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if any of you uh, know this uh, sitting uh, at home, but the... The way it works for JAG, if, if, if you've ever watched any TV concerning it, um, or, or A Few Good Men, which is an excellent movie. Um, maybe, he, maybe, that, maybe he was the uh, Tom, instead of yeah, being Tom Cruise yeah. in Top Gun, he was Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. Yes, yeah, he, was, he was Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men, except for the part where Tom Cruise actually appeared in court. Or does anything or, useful. Or does anything useful. Tries to stop abuse at a military Yes. Right. Uh, JAG is not an uh, undesirable uh, service. In fact, uh, several people we know have gone into JAG. It is, there are people lining up to go into JAG. So they really... The chances of them ever having to call on Rodney Glassman to step up and uh, do anything, really, were, were always slim to none. Uh, and Rodney, Rodney was fairly aware of that on account of the fact that he never actually would show up to several <laughs> of his reserve things, uh, as has been publicized before. He so, took the George W. Bush approach yes, yes, to the Air Force. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, although, if you ask Rodney Glassman, he will tell you that George W. Bush was a rhino who sold out his party. Well, of course, because he did not openly proclaim that all Mexicans are rapists. Right. Which Rodney clearly, I mean, that was the thing that made him into a Republican. Right. Exactly. No, he's not. That doesn't sound right. No, that is. We're gonna need a. We're gonna need a citation. We're gonna need a that. fact check because I'm calling bullshit. Hold on. Uh, I'm talking to. Hold on. Let me talk to our research people real quick. And there's no. None of that is true. Yeah. None of that. No. Is. I feel like prosecuting parking tickets is about the extent of his ability as a prosecutor. Yes. Yeah. And even then, I prosecuting them badly. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> even my even money's on the car in that situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, no. Also calling bullshit. Yes. Because, again, I want to go back to what made him a Republican was a man who bragged about sexually assaulting as Correct. many women as he could. Correct. So the idea that he would fight for the victims of sexual mm -hmm. assault doesn't mesh with the timeline of him becoming a Republican to follow a man who did all he could to campaign on normalizing mm -hmm, sexual assault. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As much as they both uh, enjoyed uh, dodging military service in Rodney's case by pretending he was doing it, uh, in Trump's case by just not doing it, uh, they do seem to have, uh, uh, according to Rodney, very differing opinions on, on sexual assault and, and the importance of it. So. I'm gonna probably go ahead and agree with you on this one, Joel. But yeah, I just yeah, no, that's bullshit. I know how damaging the government's attacks have been on our local police officers. 
Uh, what attacks would those be, Joel? What local police officers is he talking about, yeah. Jeremy? What police car has he ever rode in? What policeman has he ever spoken to? And I think the attacks he's referring to, Jeremy, to answer your question, were the nationwide protests last summer in the wake of the murder of George Floyd mm -hmm. when it was proven conclusively and repeatedly that American police were brutally murdering unarmed, innocent African-Americans at an alarming rate right. and had been doing it for generations. Right, right. And, and out of all of that, uh, remind me just off the top of my head, the number of police officers who were involved in uh, in murdering George Floyd, how many of them have been convicted so far? Yeah, uh, one. Okay. I'm going with one. Okay. Uh, and the ones that uh, were involved in murdering Breonna Taylor? I was going to say Breonna Taylor. I think I'm going with zero. Uh, Elijah McClain? Also zero. Oh, okay. Uh, any uh, Carlos Ingram Lopez? Definitely zero. I remember that. That's a big fat zero. Okay. Uh, oh, I know. The guy in Phoenix. Remember the guy in Phoenix who was a white guy, shockingly, but was a white guy, oh, yeah, yeah. and he was on body camera footage, crawling on the floor of a hallway, unarmed, begging for help, when Phoenix Police Department, or Maricopa County Sheriff, I can't remember, shot him and killed him in right, cold blood. Right. And, and, and again, in this very white room, you would think that would be the kind of person that, that Rodney would be standing up for. Uh, and uh, he, uh, yeah, no, no, nobody, nobody, nobody prosecuted. Yeah. Zero yeah. prosecution. So, right, right. Are you pro-life? I am. Um, this question comes, I don't, listen, I don't know how many healing circles you've been yes. in. I don't know how many therapy sessions between us. It's a lot. I don't know how many trauma-informed situations you've been in, but I can't tell you how many times a total stranger in the middle of a story that has nothing to do with reproductive rights turns to me and says, are you pro-life? Yes. Oh, in fact, most therapy sessions I'm in, it is the first thing the counselor addresses. You can't get in the room. Right. Who, who here is pro-life? That's how they divide the room. Yes. Pro-life on one side, pro-choice yes. on the other. Yes, right. because talking about such controversial hot topic, topic issues really helps bring the, the group therapy together. Now, when we come to timing, I think we're about to get to another really interesting quirk in the Glassman life story right here. Okay, so we're, let's be quiet. Let's and be quiet and listen to his answer. So, so the question was, are you pro-life? Okay. Right. Now, and, and now remind you, and now to remind everybody at home, uh, Rodney, Democrat, one point, now Republican. Right, right. I'm pro-life. The day our daughter was born over 10 years ago changed my life. So what Rodney's saying there is 10 years ago, he became pro-life. Am I, is that a fair extrapolation? Yes, yes, when his daughter was born. When his daughter years. was born, he became pro-life. So 10 years before 2021 is 2011. 2011, yes. Right, 2011. So just to be clear, in 2010, one year before this revelation, Rodney is running as a self-proclaimed progressive Democrat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in 2011, the same year that he has this epitome, this epiphany, and becomes pro-life. That's when he registers as a Democrat in Phoenix, and it's also the same year that he runs to be chairman of the Arizona Democratic Party. All of this he does while having this internal revolution and revelation that he is now pro-life. So, um, it, to be clear, uh, prior to this uh, podcast, Joel and I did basically no research beyond uh, the, the presentation of his history. Uh, so I have not pulled uh, to see if I can find uh, definitive statements of Rodney in 2011, 2012, that time saying he's pro-life. Uh, but I can tell you, having done zero research, they do not they exist. They do not exist. There are none out there. No, no. And if anyone finds one, you're a liar, okay? What I maybe our listeners who don't exist yet might be able to find are public statements he made uh, being vocally pro-choice right. 10 years ago right. when he was running to be chairperson of the Arizona Democratic right. Party. Right. So Those do exist. So essentially, Rodney's epiphany when his daughter was born is... No, I still would have aborted her. <laughs> Other recovering Democrats like Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump have inspired. So now we get to why Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump are at the scene. So meeting. that's what this is about. This, this, this whole thing is about Rodney as a recovered Democrat, like the greatest presidents of our time, Reagan and Trump. Right. Um, and. Uh, to be clear, uh, Reagan and Trump, uh, quote unquote, recovering Democrats, 
Um, refresh my memory, uh, where uh, was Ronald Reagan uh, elected as a Democrat? Uh, nowhere. Okay. Because he was a Republican when he ran for governor of California. Right, right. Um, and where was Donald Trump elected as a Democrat? Mm, definitely nowhere. Although he was probably a Democrat when he went to that wedding with Hillary Clinton. Ah, yes. Uh, so um, we at least have uh, one thing that Rodney Glassman now has over both Trump and Reagan <laughs> is he actually was elected at one point as a Democrat. Right. So right. So now. I'll refresh my memory. Uh, how, when was Reagan elected as a Republican? Uh, 1980. Okay. And when was Trump elected as a Republican? 2016. Uh, how many times has Rodney been elected as a Republican? Uh, so far, zero. And I'm thinking it's going to stay zero. So we're going we're gonna to chalk that one up to, to Reagan and Trump. It's, it's close. I mean, there's one in each column. That's so, true. So far. That's true. That's true. Now, what mantle? Like, like, what's the mantle? Like, Donald Trump attempted to overthrow the government of this country on January 6, 2021. And ever since then, he has done all he can to undermine all of our democratic institutions and make this into an autocracy, to make us into Orban's Hungary or Putin's mm -hmm. Russia. What is the mantle that he's talking about? No, that one. That, that, that's that was the one. It. That was yeah, it. He okay. got it. Nailed it. Well, answered my own question. <laughs> I mean... Proud Republican running for Arizona Attorney General, where I know my job will be to protect you from the government. Not his right. job. Not his, not his job at all. The opposite of his job. So, so I, I, I believe, um, for those of you that might have missed uh, high school civics, <laughs> or... Grade school common sense. <laughs> right. Or, or just never left your house as an adult. Um, when the government uh, wants to put somebody into prison. Right. To strip them of their rights. And freedom. And their freedom. Uh, what type of attorney would it be that, that does that? I think it's an attorney general. Oh, it would be an attorney general. I think it is. All right. Yeah. So uh, now, ironically enough for the two of us. What type of lawyer is it that actually protects individuals from government? Oh, that would be uh, either a public defender or just a defense attorney Defense attorney. Yes. Defense attorney. Yes. That's right. Oh, That's right. and going back to how uh, Rodney is uh, like uh, Tom Cruise, uh, what was Tom Cruise's role in that movie? Uh, well, now I'm thinking of um, Scientology and I've got Xenu on the brain. Oh, um, it's, uh, he was a defense attorney. That's yes. right. That's right. A few good men. He was the famous defense attorney. Right. Well, wait a second. But now we know why Rodney did what he did in JAG. Because he didn't want to be a communist defense attorney like Tom Cruise in A Few Good of Men. Of course. Of course. The reason he joined JAG was because he wanted to beat the shit and murder Marines like Jack Nicholson in that movie. Right. That's what he wanted to do. Right. Okay, so it's, now it makes sense. No and, wonder he was in Jack. And to be completely honest, every year as Rodney gets older, he looks a little more like Jack Nicholson. He does look more like Jack Nicholson, that's true. No more mandates, no more shutdowns. Um, so he's a big fan of COVID. Yeah, pro-COVID, pro-COVID. But pro, also pro-COVID. Pro-life. Pro-life, but pro-death pro from COVID. Yes. Right, 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 okay. right. What orders uh, is he talking about? I don't know, because I'm pretty sure that Ducey lifted all restrictions over Arizona businesses more than, I think, four months ago. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, well, but also, one of the interesting parts, again, going back to what you're saying about our civics, is, God forbid he's elected attorney general, one of his primary responsibilities will be to enforce government laws against both individuals and businesses. So for example, let's say they find out that the milk company is actually selling arsenic instead of milk. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Rodney's not going to be a big fan of going to the milk company and saying, hey guys, stop selling arsenic to babies. No, no, no. Because that sounds like a government mandate. You know what Joel. that is, Jeremy? That's socialism. That is socialism. That's fucking socialism. Yep. I, I, I dream of the country that Ronald Reagan talked about <laughs> in, in that big speech that he gave, that inspirational speech about Win one for the Gipper, give arsenic to babies. City on a hill, swimming in arsenic for children. <laughs> right. That's the Rodney Reagan platform. Mr. Gorbachev, give arsenic to Give babies. arsenic to babies. And our elections need real oversight. If you cheat or commit fraud, you will be prosecuted. 
Now, I will say this. This is the first thing that he's actually touched on that the Attorney General would do. That is a responsibility. The that Attorney is General. an actual responsibility. Right. But let's get back. Uh, what, what do we think he thinks election fraud is? I think he thinks election fraud is the fact that Donald Trump didn't win the right. presidency. Right. And that's all that he thinks election fraud right. is. I, I, I'm going to guess that, and I, I'm going to guess if it were up to Rodney Glassman, we would probably be suing Dominion right now. Absolutely. Also, Rodney would have voted four times for himself right. if he could have. Right. <laughs> you know, they tell you, vote early, vote often, okay? <laughs> you got my vote, Rodney. Mine too. So, now I'm confused. <laughs> I thought this was a self-help meeting. Apparently, Rodney chose to announce his candidacy at a self-help meeting in front of a whole bunch of unsuspected people who are terrified of the specter of a socialism they can't define, and they're really happy about it. Yeah, and, and also, to be clear, this is a self-help meeting for, quote-unquote, recovering Democrats. Right. So, so these are all people who, um, you know really at, at this point in their life have would seem recovered <laughs> quite well I mean I guess I don't I still don't quite understand the theory behind launching your campaign in the middle of a self-help circle but you know there's no explaining narcissism at the end of the day uh, yes yeah. yeah which by the way is not with the self-help this is group. certainly not narcissistic uh, Amen. listen you certainly could not explain his entire career through the single lens of narcissistic no. personality disorder. No, Absolutely. No, no. I, it's, it's, it's self-confidence. 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 Uh, you know, because he... Uh, he's a go-getter. He's a go-getter. He also, I'm sure if you ask him, despises people that get participation ribbons just for showing up. Right, right, so. right, right. Unlike him, who has really taken life by the horns and wrestled it to yes. the ground on the basis of his multi-million dollar farm worker exploiting, earth-destroying family fortune. And you know what? I, I, I gotta, I'm gonna just jump back here uh, for a second uh, and see, and, and we're almost done with this, so just, just bear with me. I'm, I'm just gonna jump back. So we get to part of this video where it shows uh, uh, what he's done. He has a Department of Air Force uh, Commendation Medal uh, that is awarded for uh, service, for, for literally just showing service. up. For, sh for showing up, which let's be honest, he didn't even do that half the no, time. No. So really just is killing it, Rodney. So everyone's got, Rodney's got everyone's vote. <laughs> and I, I will point out. Uh, oh, it's a fucking airplane! It it, it is a it is his a, logo is, is an Air airplane. Force insignia. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's yeah. adorable. Yeah, so that, it's like when we were little, and you know, yeah. they said, "Oh, open up airplane plane. foods." Yeah. yeah, it's like plain pretend, right? Except Rodney is like the rotting maggot that right. they're trying to feed you <laughs> right. it's gonna kill you right. and so you're desperately clenching your jaws the arsenic if the you arsenic will. rodney is the arsenic to our body politic all right so that that is his announcement video uh we don't really have much else to say on it we we've kind of covered it this this First I got a feeling we're going to be coming back to it. Oh, we're going to be coming. I, I will also apologize. These podcasts will be short in the future. I don't know once I edit this. I'm probably not editing a whole lot of this. So this is going to end up really long. And I apologize for that. But we really had to get to the meat of it. And we still got a, another segment. Uh, so I, I'm going to... Now that we've covered Rodney in the here and now, let's talk about... Glass from the past. So, so this is the, our inaugural second half of our inaugural first episode, Glass from the past. And every... Podcast, we're going to talk about a different episode of Rodney's past that most people don't know about. You know, we've talked about City Council, John McCain, you know, Ass Man, The Assessor, all these things. Um, Jeremy, did you know that Rodney actually is responsible for the terror attacks on New York on September 11th, 2001? So, 
first off, I have a hard time believing Rodney ever accomplished anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but uh, no, I was not aware. He w so what people don't quite realize is before he was a Democrat, Rodney was a radical jihadist. Huh. Rodney did his high school years in Egypt with the huh. Muslim Brotherhood, yes. And then he did his basic training, you know, the thing that he dodged doing. He, right, he, right. he avoided being a well, real he, member of the military by joining to. JAG. He didn't actually have to because he went to Afghanistan in the late 80s to join Osama bin Laden in training as a Mujahideen. So when he said he was a recovering Democrat, what he really meant is recovering Mujahideen right. slash Democrat, which as we all know is right. essentially the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Right. Democrat equals radical Islamist who right. took down the Twin Towers. Okay. Same um, thing. So when you say he was involved, or in, in what capacity? Well, funny you should ask, because when the Navy SEALs actually hunted down and killed bin Laden, what they found was a diary inscription under his bed praising Rodney oh. Glassman for being his philosophical inspiration. Very, very sweet. It was really. very sweet. It was very sweet. And it was actually all laid out about how the first step towards destroying America was to attack the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and the White House, which was, you know, the plane yes. that crashed in Pennsylvania. And the second step was unleashing Glassman on the body politic. And, and, and I will say, with the way he has just taken election after election by storm, right. uh, it, it truly, it, it shows you the, if I dare say, fiendish just insight and, and forevision of Osama bin Laden. And Rodney Glassman. And Rodney Glassman. I mean, we're talking about two world historical oh, geniuses here. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, well, at least now we know where his military training comes from, where he got his chops. Uh, Knowing is half the battle. We know that. We know that. We've known that for a while. So, uh, I, I hope you appreciated this little nugget, this little glimpse into, into Rodney Glassman's past. Uh, we will uh, be covering other uh, future things. Yep. Uh, Every episode will have a new glass from the past yes. revealing an unknown episode in Rodney's life. Right. And, 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 and some of these will come as a surprise to our audience. Uh, Rodney Glassman actually so accomplished, some of these stretch back even hundreds of oh, years. Oh, hundreds of years. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to, you know, spoil anything. Right. You know, but the great Victorian cholera epidemics mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. England in the 1840s, mm -hmm. we have some evidence, Jeremy, that Rodney was making people shit themselves to death in London in 1840. I'm very curious to see that. Also, on that same token, little known fact, uh, although we refer to it as the Spanish flu, it actually did not originate in Spain. It originated in an area where we have some evidence that Rodney Glassman may have been residing at the time. That's right. So, that's right. so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Is, that's, the, that's the takeaway. Stay tuned. All right. Well, that completes our first podcast. Again, I apologize. The future one should be a little bit shorter, but we really wanted not, to. Not by much. Not by much. <laughs> but again, we really wanted to just get really deep We really wanted there. to fist yeah. as, him as much as we possibly, fist the glass as much as we could. And I think, Jeremy, we might be having some uh, guests on yes. in the future. We yes. might be having some some guest stars. It is it is our goal. We, we are currently in the process of uh, booking some guests that mm -hmm. will uh, join us to discuss this. And also, uh, again, I, uh, we we are not about cancel culture here. We, we have no interest in, in canceling anybody. So please, we are begging you. If you were in any way connected with this just debacle of an announcement <laughs> video, please get in touch with us. Uh, we would love to talk to you. And we actually have an email address, yes. theglassrod at gmail.com. Theglassrod at gmail.com. So if you have any interest in coming on the show, either uh, to uh, refute uh, what we've said. Did, about, we're always up for a good debate. Uh, about your hero, Rodney Glassman, as I'm sure several Mujahideen will, will <laughs> undoubtedly take us up on that. Um, or if you want to just discuss Rodney, or if you just have questions, we'll be happy to answer them on the air, especially questions about out again, Rodney's past, Rodney's his history, Rodney's colorful hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of year long past, and we'll find out how far that goes. Yep, and also what he's doing as far as what his campaign is, what right. it's about. Right. We'll be happy to answer those questions to the best of our and Rodney's abilities and imaginations, and imagination, largely imagination, largely imagination, exclusively imagination. So, uh, we hope to see you all later. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joel. And uh, this has been The Glass Rod. Uh, see you next week.